tonight on Rogue Padron. Wraith Roster, a very important cameo, a mad mind, Wedge Antilles, best pilot ever. This is Rogue Leader, all wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Listeners, welcome to Season 5, Mission 2 of Rogue Padron. We're super excited to continue with Wraith Squadron tonight. The first four chapters were very promising, and we're hoping we'll have just as good of time reading the next few. But before we get into it, a quick reminder of your hosts. And if they, if Danny Rogue Six was a dinosaur, he would yes. be a Dilophosaurus because at first he looks all nice, but is secretly terrifying and murderous, especially if you're a selfish jerk. Oh my god, <laughs> that is totally Danny. That's definitely me. What was the dinosaur you called me? Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. A Dilophosaurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the one with the like crazy neck thing in with Jurassic the frill. Park. Oh. Uh, and they spit poison. Oh. Oh, I'm totally that guy. I even have that crazy yeah, neck thing. I just haven't had a reason to bring it out recently. Yeah. And let's all be clear, I will be photoshopping you all as your dinosaurs. <laughs> oh my god. Let's, <laughs> let's just set that straight right now. It's happening. Well, speaking of Heath Rogue 3, <laughs> he would not be a dinosaur, but a woolly mammoth because screw oh, tropical oh. temperatures, he is made for the snow. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. So true. That- Seth, Rogue Seven, would be one of the feathered velociraptors because she also destroys <laughs> the dreams of man babies. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> and I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be a T-Rex because they're actually not that murderous. It's just their size that makes them seem that way. <laughs> oh, so good. They're so kind of just cute. giant scary chickens. Yeah, they are, and I was I actually took a dinosaurs class and it was just that they're so big that they honestly can't do much. <laughs> like they were scavengers more than anything. Like they couldn't really chase down things or grab things because everyone could see them coming. So they're like, I guess I'll eat this carcass. Like not that, not that scary. Evolution did not do them well, I think. No, not no. at all. Nope. <laughs> Well, speaking of evolution, I have a question about Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. So, um, we're still a long ways out from Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, but oh I have a question about it, and that question is... This question about Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi is being interrupted for this advertisement. Please hold. <clears throat> what? <laughs> what? Are you attending Star Wars Celebration in April? Are you looking for something to do on Thursday night that involves getting all dressed up, all sorts of dapper, and honoring the late, great Carrie Fisher in an awesome charity fundraiser gala? Then have we got the event for you. Go on. I'm taking this time to instead ask you a question (laughs) to uh, advertise this awesome event that um some of us on rogue pattern are helping to organize so uh let's talk about the drowning in moonlight celebration and gala yes let's (laughs) (laughs) i ran out out of steam (sighs) okay (laughs) that whole interrupting myself bit was really exhausting yeah tell us more about this event danny so um the good folks at Tashi Station, along with the good folks at lots of other random Star Wars fan community things, decided that Celebration would be a great time to honor uh, Carrie Fisher, who we know passed away in December, um, with this awesome event that we put together. And uh, tickets are on sale now, and it's going to be super cool. So it's a fancy schmancy gala, meaning that the attire is dress up formally or dress up in cosplay or you know show up wearing whatever you want because carrie really would not have cared and um there's gonna be lots of cool stuff going on we're gonna have lots of famous folks like saf up on the podcast stage 
So famous. So famous. Super famous. Um, there's going to be this super awesome auction, and I don't think any of the things have been announced yet, but I've been hearing some of the conversations behind the scenes, and there's going to be some good stuff at that auction. Um, yeah, I else? wish I had money for some of that stuff. Yeah, seriously, same. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like some amazing artwork, um, some amazing books, lots of really cool um, Star Wars stuff. Music, dancing, door prizes. Um, there's going to be a Carrie Fisher-themed drink menu. Um I mean, what more do you want? It's just going to be a great time to celebrate her legacy. And it's all, um, all the proceeds are going to the Midnight Project, which is, or the Midnight Mission, I apologize, which is a uh, charity um, that was one of Carrie Fisher's favorites um, that's doing lots of good work in uh, LA, 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 Los Angeles. So basically what you're saying is that if our listeners ever wanted to get drunk with us. Hey. Yeah, we're all going to be there. Um, some of us will be the very first people you see when you walk in the door because some of us are in charge of tickets. So Some of us have volunteered to help with tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the rest of you will get volunteered to do it anyway because um, how sweet would it be to have Rogue Padron be the greeting committee for this event? That's so oh amazing. Yes. We'll just pew-pew all over you. So... Um, <laughs> Tickets are. Uh, <laughs> I want to rethink that. Uh, <laughs> um, Tickets are on sale now, and from now until uh, February fifteenth, there's an awesome deal going on where you can get two tickets for seventy-five dollars. The individual ticket price is forty dollars. So if you have a date, you can get a little bit of a discount up until February fifteenth. So now's the time. So. In conclusion, search for Drowning in Moonlight on Twitter. There's a Twitter account, and that has links to the event page where you can buy tickets. All right, I'm done. Thank you, Danny. Anyone else want to add anything? No. You should come to the event. Come to the event. We'll be there. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Yeah. Like, seriously, we're going to have a great time. And don't don't take the dress up or dress up thing too seriously if it stresses you out. Dress in right. whatever you just, want. Wear just, whatever just you want. Just be there. Wear enough that you don't get arrested. Yeah. There's <laughs> also, like a 65 kid chance I'll be in jeans. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, a fun game to play would be to make listeners guess which one of us is which, Danny. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Please dress in matching outfits. If you, if if you show if up they, with somehow to the never event, seen us online. If you show up to the event dressed as a cosplay of an eggplant emoji, then you'll get to play guess who is Heath and who's Danny at the door. This is an elaborate game. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Very elaborate. <laughs> I feel like we could just let people play the game. Can <laughs> <laughs> I play the game? Yes. yes. I'm going to win. I'll be really sad so. if you don't. I, really <laughs> hope so. I mean, I've at least one of you once, so hopefully I don't lose this. <laughs> at least one of okay. us once. <laughs> I don't know, Danny. Maybe I ran into you one day. When we were in the past. <laughs> Yeah. Just bumped into each other along the way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, <laughs> I know what everybody looks like. <laughs> That's true. Meg, you're the one who's met all of us in person, aren't you? Yes. Is that true? Uh, haven't you all met each other in person? I haven't met no, Danny. I've never I haven't met, met Danny. I haven't met Seth or Heath in person. I'm oh. the I'm the problem. Oh. I'm the problem here. Danny. Wow, I am really special. Great. Not for long. Nope. But speaking of really special, let's move on to chapters five through eight. Let's. Let's. Okay. Tell us more, Meg. All right. So at the beginning of chapter five. This is the talking to ourselves episode. Sure is. Let's not submit this one. (laughs) This has been a great episode so far. It's great. At the beginning of chapter five, Kel is trying to figure out why Hohas Equish disobeyed orders during the simulation run. It's really unclear for a while. But more importantly, the first use of Slender appears. Yep. Surprise, surprise. It's Kel gawking at Gold 4, Tyria Sarkin, which, what? Another lady pilot mentioned? That's amazing. Okay, wait. I have a theory about her. I have a theory. Yes. My theory is that her real name is Syria Tarkin, and she is the granddaughter of Tarkin. 
Oh, and she changed it so she could join the rebellion? Yeah, she just swapped the letters around because it's real sneaky. I mean, that's kind of what they do in space, Topedos. So it's possible. That's my theory. So we'll see. I love that theory. (laughs) You would. (laughs) Saf, I'm supporting you right now. (laughs) No, I'm glad. Let's go with this, Denny. Run with it. All right. Hold on to it and rush forward. I'm going to be very aware of any mention of Tyria's cheekbones from here on out. Oh, smart. (laughs) Smart. So we go back to Hohas and he asks to be, well, they ask to be called Runt because they are the smallest of their siblings and able to fit in the cockpit of an X-Wing. They try to explain that it was the pilot who went off on their own during the battle. Kel is not getting this explanation, but thankfully Tyria does and asks if Runt means that there are many minds inside of one body. This is exactly what's going on and the pilot mind of runt is the one who keeps getting in trouble and kicked out after unit kicked out of unit after unit eventually kel does accept runt's apology on the condition that he's going to whip the pilot mind into shape sounds good sounds good in walks the new sassy protocol droid waiter so into this droid <laughs> yes squeaky is apparently a droid mastermind. He was on the Tanta 4 and ended up being shipped to Kessel after it was seized. He he orchestrated a mass droid escape and was eventually brought in by the Alliance because of all of the valuable information he had and was granted his freedom. So no one could ever put a restraining bolt on Squeaky ever again. Now, like everybody else, he has to work for his cash and I hope he continues to shut Kel down. Droid uprising. Droid uprising. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, you just want your people to like take over. I, I love how they like just stole the entire ship and were just like, you know what, we are we're out of here. Bye. Like right, a whole bunch bye. of robots. Just <laughs> they just super sneakily just switch places. Yeah, this is like the best thing the series has done for me so far. Right, and especially because they did it while under the restraining bolts so they they had to come up with a way that it wouldn't disobey orders which ah oh, so sneaky i love it so sneaky a squeaky <laughs> i'm sorry next to come into the downtime is ton fannin a man with a prosthetic shell covering half of his face an r2 named vape and garrick <laughs> face lauren <laughs> we get it he vapes vape <laughs> he's wearing a fedora <laughs> <laughs> Has his e-cigarette. Oh, God. The brilliance of all like... art units. Okay, wait. Is, is Torn's R2 vape? Because he seems like... No, Faces R2 is vape. <sighs> it's disappointing. And listeners, you can't see this, but in the show notes, I put Garrick Face Lauren all in caps. Spoiler alert, I really like Face. That's fair. It's pretty good. He's pretty uh... good. His nickname is not growing on me yet, but uh, <laughs> well, like, as a fan of the he's a Hollownet star, and everyone knows his face, so his nickname yeah. is Face. Yep. As an A Team fan, super into <laughs> the nickname. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Daddy, that you never got to experience the A Team. Also, the handsome, cool character on that was nicknamed face so got it yeah kel recognizes lauren as the famous child holodrama star mostly in imperial propaganda he was rumored to have been murdered by ex-alliance extremists right before the first death star but before they could actually kill him to make an example they were ambushed they pretty like both the imperials and the rebels ended up killing each other so lauren hid and ran and hid living out his next years peacefully and comfortably with his relatives he keeps a scar across his face from that time as a reminder of what happened to him and what changed him as a man we find out a little more about fanon and that he is allergic to bacta which is why he has the prosthetics why he He was have we talked about being allergic to bacta before i feel like maybe we did at one point Yes, but like a little that would be the world. worst because there is literally no other medical treatment in the galaxy far, far away. Yes, there is you robot have... parts. Yeah. <laughs> no, like if yeah. He, How do you think he... they mend the amputation before they affix the robot part? 
They rub a bunch Fire. of Bacta on it, probably. They burn it. They kind of cauterize it. Yeah. In the fires of Mustafar. It has to be Mustafar lava. <laughs> Only lava that works. Oh my goodness. I really hope not. <laughs> That's why Vader built a castle down there. He's right? cornering He's like, the market on dip. amputation burning. I mean... He's got a lightsaber, so he'd probably want to corner that market. <laughs> he causes the injury and then sells them the fix. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> New crack theory. <laughs> Darth Vader is actually just a scam. <laughs> a business scam. <laughs> oh dear. He oh, chopped up all those rebels and then sold them the medical supplies at an inflated price. <laughs> I didn't think he was that shrewd of a business <laughs> Maybe it was after the burn that caused this. I say, you know what they say. What do they say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they say that <laughs> personal experience leads to the best business ideas. Do they say that? Sure. I don't think anybody says say that. So. I don't we'll think so. <laughs> don't encourage him. <laughs> I encourage everyone. Nobody has ever said that to <laughs> Okay, well, that's untrue because I just did. So, there. <laughs> so, Fanon also seems to be quite the charmer, revealing that Tyra, Tyria was supposed to be a Jedi in training. She has a really minimal amount of control over the Force, and after testing with Luke, she she's convinced that she'll never really be able to do anything more with it. She leaves having enough of them. Which, I get it, girl. Luke was characterized as being kind of a jerk here. Yeah, right? He was like, nah, bro, you don't got the force. Right, and I think especially in, like, if... I know this doesn't apply necessarily to this group, but for listeners, if you've read, like, the Jedi Academy trilogy, or if you've read Young Jedi Knights, and you've seen the kind of, like, Jedi temple he's built up... He is very accepting of anyone who is, like, touched at all by the Force. Yeah. Uh, so, but I guess this is really early in the timeline, considering that, like, Han and Leia aren't even, right now, like, a real couple yet. And the, the like, the Jedi Academy is when they've already had Jason and Jaina. So, Luke learns better in the EU. <laughs> I guess still... we're also... Go We're ahead. only seeing it from her point of view, so right. it's like... She seems to be kind knows. of a downer. Yeah, a little bit. We see that more later, that she's very, very hot on herself, so... Even if Luke put it gently, it didn't come across that way to her. Oh, so she's like Corrin. Yeah. Uh, nah, she's like her. <laughs> <laughs> later, they go through some more Sims, Runt as Kel's partner each time... At one point, when Runt goes rogue, Kel locks their target on them to get their attention. Which, hey, bro, remember what you're mad at Wiz for? Anyway. <laughs> Slowly but surely, Runt is controlling their pilot better, and Kel manages to keep his points. He's still afraid of Wiz, but he doesn't get vehemently mad anymore. At the end of the chapter, the pilots we have already been introduced to are swapping stories of why they're there. Runt, Kill, and Fanon are common screw-ups, but Face needs to prove himself to be a real pilot after buying his way into the Alliance. Tyria has some reasoning that's similar but declined to share, and at the end, they're all called in for a briefing, no doubt their squadron roster. In the next chapter... We pick up right where we left off. And we see that Fanon and Kel already have a little rivalry growing. Definitely hints of Kor and Bro kind of going on. Specifically when it comes to Tyria's attention. Which, okay. In the briefing room, Wedge and Wiz come out and announce that the ten of them will be forming Grey Squadron. He asks for name recommendations, with the prize being three days of leave on Kaminoor. Why Why did they default to Grey Squadron? Like, hey, the Grey gonna... Morality. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> I was just making stuff up, but if that's right, I'm good. 
<laughs> I mean, that's, that's the symbolic reasoning behind it. I think the name originally came from that commanding officer who thinks this, this is a terrible idea. And he's probably just like, gray's a useless color. <laughs> and it's just like, here, no distinction. Have, have at it. Gray's not a useless color when you're trying to paint rocks. <laughs> you're sure correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what point I was trying to prove there. Never mind. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Gray is beautiful to anybody who likes Gray. Yes. Wedge will be leading this squadron as Gray leader and Gray one. They're used one and the same. And Wiz Jansen will be his number two, and his specialty is hand weapons and weapon systems. Joining them is Lieutenant Mendonos, who is their sniper. Keltan. Sad sniper. Sad sniper. Oh. Keltaner, who is their demolitions and emergency mechanic. Garrick Lauren, who is the intrusion expert with disguise and language. Phelan Sandskimmer, and her specialty is ground vehicles and Y-wings. <laughs> Tom Fannin is their medical doctor. Jasmine Akbar, who's the niece of Admiral Akbar, Mon Kalahati, is their communications expert. Yeah, okay. So the niece of Admiral Akbar just suddenly shows up out of nowhere in the middle of a paragraph, <laughs> just like, oh, okay. I love her. Jasmine Akbar, I adore her. Akbar never (laughs) once mentioned that he has siblings, much less that his siblings have children. He doesn't brag about it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have to brag about it, but he could just, like, maybe mention his family once in a while. It's a trap! By the way, I have a niece, which is lovely. (laughs) Right, like, what is he gonna bring this up? (laughs) Like, he doesn't want her to, like, marry Wedge, so... (laughs) He's not gonna bring it up. (laughs) Why not, though? That would be a new Republic power couple right there. Super yeah. power couple. Then there's I love it. Bingring, who is their hand-to-hand combat expert and infiltration, and also just super freaking smart. Hohes Equish, who's the muscle. They can lift three times their weight. And the Bothan Ersk. <laughs> 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 That's the sound they make when I hear that there's a bothness. Who is, for better or for worse, nicknamed Grinder? (laughs) (laughs) Questionable. Wait, we still have to do the last name. I said three ag. Three ag. Yeah. Again, just drops in the middle of the paragraph. Oh yeah, we have a boffin on our crew. Also, Ersk three ag. And his name is Ersk three ag. A.K.A. Grinder. Like, the worst. What? Why isn't the Boffin in charge of Y-Wings? Well, the Boffin is a code slicer, which is like, right. honestly, the Because many Boffins died. It's like, they keep stereotyping Boffins into these roles of it's being, so like, <laughs> hackers, and also yep. being awful. I'm a hacker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh, like, so gross. But they were really bad at it. They got played. I don't... <laughs> this whole right? Thing, There's this, like, thing. myth built up around Bothans about how they're these awesome, awesome spies. But, like, they were terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> you got duped. The one time we know of them spying or something, like, <laughs> they got... Yeah, they got duped. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, God. I hate it. <laughs> I'm so glad we have a boffin in this series. I know. I'm so think, glad. Are you think it's changed our minds, but no. <laughs> and uh. less but not least, Tyria Sarkin, who is another intrusion expert. We find out that Tyria was part of an elite ranger group on our home world of Tapwara. Tapwara was actually mentioned earlier in the X-Wing series about how the Imperial leader there demands the people debase themselves in order to receive food. So wait, Uh-oh. Tapwara was an Imperial place? It wasn't, and then it was conquered and because like they were having an uprising and tried to go against the Empire. So then hmm. they were made. Who do we know that was really good at quelling uprisings during the Empire? Hmm... Don't make me say their names. I don't remember how to pronounce them. Oh, really? <laughs> I think Tarkin is very easy to pronounce. Oh, Tarkin. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm just I'm elaborating on the crack theory, okay? I see. I mean, it could be. <laughs> Real convincing there. Like honestly, <laughs> like I'm joking about this theory, but at the same time, I'm totally serious You're that I think she's all. like an imperial spy or something. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> coming out of the meeting, Tyria feels bad beca- because she was named last, which means that she scored the least points overall. Kel tries to console her, saying that she's number 10 out of a group of elites, Wedge Antilles himself picked. It helps a little, but she asks him, have you ever been the worst at something? Which Kel replies, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Cornhorn 2.0. Uh, yep. There he is. Dudes. <laughs> there uh. he is. Oof. Way to endear yourself to your audience, Kel. <laughs> yeah, really. Read the room. Right. Kel then goes and helps Cubber Dane, their lead mechanic, go over the X-Wings with their crew. The four factory new X-Wings have a lot of improvements that the crew will have to deal with. Cubber and Kel make up a story about how the X-Wings won't be ready, but in reality, it will only take them about two hours to do everything Wedge wants. Instead, they're going to play Sabak which Sabak, Sabak, doesn't matter. And like, whoa, mechanic stereotype much. Yeah. Yeah. I still love them. I know. However, <laughs> to put a wrench in their plans, Wedge is still hanging around the hangar and Cubber can't dismiss his pilots and get caught in his lie. The Millennium Falcon enters and we discover the reason why Wedge was there is to greet his old buddy Han Solo. Chewie's yeah. there too. But Yay, he did after a brief look around the hangar and being like, nah. <laughs> just like Takodana. Right, just nah. <laughs> I'm Same. going back. I mean, maybe he has another ex-girlfriend on the base. You don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Chewie's he's such like a player. Chewie's like the galaxy's biggest player. Like, imagine. <laughs> wow, Syria Tarkin gets around. <laughs> well i mean wasn't chewy like at one point a slave for the empire oh dear what if he worked with the tarkins maybe he did <laughs> maybe he did <laughs> <laughs> well <clears throat> he's spooked by the sound of something but when he looks around he sees nothing and goes back to whatever he was doing Back to Han and Wedge, and Han's been out on the hunt for Warlord Zinj, but it's been pretty fruitless so far. He's there to hand-deliver orders that supersede ones that have been sent from Coruscant. The goal there is to find out if there's a mole. When Han asks Wedge what they do here for recreation, Wedge tells him that there's no women, no booze, no hall in it, just some old videos of New Republic functions. Han, being not too bright, falls for this for a hot second. <laughs> Han, in the end, admits that Leia is always right. Leia is always right. Leia is always right. <clears throat> in the next chapter, the Wraiths, well, I'm sorry, Gray Squadron gets to actually go out in their X Wings. Two Flight, which is Kel, Runt, Fanon, and Face are out for their live weapons training. Kel is already panicking at being in charge, which is a totally great sign for a leader. Wiz is pulling a target behind a shuttle for them to fire at. They take turns in pairs, but cannot communicate to the other pair who's doing the exercise. Kel and Runt go first, and on their approach, they find out that Kel has no targeting systems and Runt has no weapons. Kel tries to aim just by sight, and they miss, and... They're supposed to go back to the base. Fanon and Face go in for their run, and when they find the same malfunctions, Fanon feeds his targeting information to Face. Face takes a shot, and Fanon confirms the kill. Kel is listening in on this and is kicking himself, thinking he got tricked again by that wedge Antilles, and will, <laughs> and that everything is the worst. He he is he really has it out for wedge already. <laughs> he sure <sighs> does. God. That- that happened fast. Oh, that darn wedge Antilles. 
everything in space in the military is going to be so straightforward and easy. Nah, bro. Nah. I really like your voice. <laughs> like like whiny kelp. Yeah. It's really good. Thanks. It's so really good. good. <laughs> I, I think you should be Cal when we get to the dramatic reading. I will absolutely yes. be Cal. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yes. Back on the base, Kel is taking his very misplaced anger with Wedge and Wiz out on a hand-to-hand training dummy. Rent comes to talk to Kel, calling him out on his mad mind that Kel always seems to have to eat away at him. He uses the example of Grinder and Phelan, who also failed, but are now in downtime enjoying their team. Kel asks if Tyria is there, which she is, and he says he's going to shower then join them. Runt know that Kel's missed his freaking point completely. This is, gets... seems like it's going to be a pattern with this character. Missing the point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. When Kel gets to downtime, Face is finishing a story of hijinks from his training. Grinder scoffs, saying practical jokes jokes are a waste of time they start asking min about a bit about his past as a sniper and we find out that he's actually killed three folks in cold blood Ooh. meaning on assignment but probably deserved it i assume who i knows? mean who knows the rebel alliance is obviously super evil yeah 100 uh, percent. he eventually goes off with jasmine for some range practice and then fanon gets snarky and Phelan stands up for Min, saying how he's honorable and willing to sacrifice himself for his teammates, which makes him a much better man than Fanon. After she leaves, they, of course, do the responsible thing and start a betting pool. Face and Fanon think that she's sweet on him, but Grinder, an expert in human psychology. No, shut up. <laughs> I hate this boffin. Why is of course, he... the boffin Why is an expert in human uh, I'm, I'm so uncomfortable. In psychology, and they're all the worst. <laughs> I'm but so uncomfortable. Expert in human psychology says she's just exhibiting the basic female function of attending to a wounded animal. Oh my god! Ugh, Bothan men. Uh, ban all Bothans. <laughs> mm-hmm. They break off to go study for their nav comp assignment. The idea that Wedge would forbid Piggy from helping any of them, which is probably very true. Across the galaxy, Admiral Triggett gets the intel from Gara Pedothel, his New Republic slicer. They're heading to Kaminor and then going to take out the rebels on Folor. Dun dun dun. That was also very random. Right. I was like, oh yeah, this isn't just like a bunch of people hanging out. Like, there's an actual like probably bad right, guy's gonna do something bad in this book. <laughs> like, up to that point yeah. in our chapters, it was just like, here's the roster. They're all pretty cool dudes. They're hanging out, you know, doing what you do. Right. Oh, by the way, here's a bad guy planning bad things. <laughs> <laughs> and now at chapter eight, let us start with a reading. Over breakfast, Kel told her. I think I'm in love with you. They sat again in the officer's cafeteria, but this time it was Kel and Tyria alone at one of the smaller tables, early enough that only Face of the other members of Grey Squadron was eating at another table. There were a few of the A-Wing pilot trainees about. Kel had arisen early, adjusting himself to Tyria's hours in order to catch her alone here, creeper. Something like exasperation showed in Tyria's eyes. No, you aren't. Kel nodded. I know you think I'm probably kidding, like Tan Fanon always does, but I'm not. Oh, I'm sure you're not kidding. You're just wrong. He laughed. <laughs> How could you possibly think that? How could I be wrong? Love is love. You're not making any sense. She stirred listlessly at a nameless green pudding-like mass on her plate, then shoved the plate away. All right. Let's hear your reasons. Reasons? He stared at her, genuinely surprised. Reasons why I love you? Reasons why you think you do, yes. He sat back, the cold panic beginning to spread through his gut. She was not responding the way he thought she would. He prepared himself for acceptance, for refusal, for confusion, for let's talk about it later, but not this, this, this cold-blooded call for analysis. 
He took a couple of deep breaths to steady his nerves. <laughs> when, when did the narrator become an additional actual character? <laughs> he took a couple of deep breaths to steady his nerves and organize his thoughts. Well, it boils down to this. You're everything I want in a woman. Smart, talented, brave, beautiful. I've been attracted to you since the first that first simulator run. Yet you've barely talked to me. Well... You're aware I have no family. Well, yes? Face had mentioned that to him in passing, that her family had died on the first death star, I mean, when her world of Tapwara had fallen, <laughs> that she had survived by her ranger skills for years until a New Republic intelligence reconnaissance mission had brought her and a few other rescuees off-world. Now, what I want to know is this. Is my lack of a family a draw because I'll bring you no in-laws to complicate your life? Or because you get to bestow me with the boon of your own family and make me happy again? He drew back. That's uncalled for. Not the sort of thing you'd expect me to say, is it? No. Proving my point that you don't know me, you've just decided that I match the concept in your mind of what your perfect mate should be, and now you're in love. We'd be the perfect couple. I'm tall, so you wouldn't have to bend over too far to kiss me, and we'll look good on the holograms together. I'm a pilot, so we can be partners. I assume, back when you were in the commandos, that your perfect mate would have been a commando, right? The coldness in his gut solidified into a solid block of ice. You're wrong. You're wrong about me. Then tell me, she said, <laughs> how much time you spent thinking about me yesterday. What? It's a simple question. How much time? Six standard hours? One? Ten minutes? Kel, give me a truthful answer. Set honesty to on. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Tarkin thing to say. <laughs> Hello, yes, I am a rebel. I know rebel phrases. <laughs> you may be honest when ready. <laughs> <laughs> He thought it over, and as the answer came to him, he felt his heart sink. About 15 minutes. She smiled without humor. You don't spend very much time dreamy-eyed for a man who's hopelessly in love, do you? He looked down at the tabletop and didn't answer. She continued, her voice ruthlessly gentle. The good thing about your fantasy lovers is that they don't need much of your time. They're very low maintenance, unlike real people. I'm very flattered that you feel you've fallen in love with a fantasy Tyria, but she isn't me, Kel. She rose and was gone. Miserable, he stared. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Miserable, he stared into his cup of calf, not seeking answers, just avoiding the eyes of those around him. She was right. Cyria was his idea of perfection, but the real Tarkin? How close did she match his idea? He didn't know. Face wandered by on his way out. She shot you down? He asked. Vaped me. One shot. Cheer up. Maybe this was just a simulator run. That's nice of you, Face. Ho ho ho. <laughs> so that was the most awkward love confession I have ever seen. And Good I watch man. anime. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Ah, oh, that was great. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. But of course, Kel's troubles don't end there. He's a victim of a prank, something hiding in his locker to jump out and spook him when he opens it. He vows to get the person back, and that's pretty much all. Just understand that there's a prank war starting. I'm Wait, I'm so here. happy. I'm here for the prank war. Yep. Yeah. Didn't we, like, have a question about this? Yes, we sure did. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I love it. It's good. It'll be good. At another meal, maybe breakfast. I don't remember now. Face asks Wedge and Wiz who the best pilot is. Wiz decides that if you're basing it on success and longevity, Wedge Antilles is the best pilot ever. Slash genius. Phelan, disrespectful, laughs at this. Calling Wedge 40, and that he needs to leave piloting to the youngins. Wedge, 28 years old, which is a full year younger than me, <laughs> tells her they're going to have a competition. Because he's obviously better than her in an X-Wing, they use ore minders and 
or miners instead. We will record and transmit the data to the rest of the team. So the competition is that Wedge and Phelan are going to race through the pig's trough to a marker that was dropped. So they take off, Wedge immediately gaining the lead despite Phelan's attempted trick. The other pilots watching, of course, start a betting pool. In the end, Wedge wins, even though Phelan calls it cheating, but Wedge schools her that there's no place for that kind of thinking when your life is on the line in space. Back in the briefing room, they're told that they all have the X-Wings, so they will go out and do a full unit run. Thanks to Tyria, they now have their designation as Wraith Squadron. They also have a new supply officer, Squeaky! Yay, Squeaky! I'm so excited about it. Who just squeaked? (laughs) Probably my chair. Anyway, Squeaky's there, and that's going to be hilarious and amazing. We also find out, because Squeaky served on the Tanda 4, that the Captain Antilles they mention there, and that 3PO mentions, is in no relation to the current Wedge Antilles. So, that solves a lot of weird EU mysteries that were going around. Their next exercise is to plan a three-jump trip to the to Doldrum, and a two-jump trip back to Folor. Face then laments that he did not win the squadron name pool because his super great ideas were Silly Squadron, Rogue Squadron, and Dinner Squadron. Okay, Face, I don't know you very well, <laughs> but Silly Squadron? <laughs> like, Dinner Squadron, though. Uh, okay. yeah, this... Rogue Squadron's already taken. Oh, that was the funny part. <laughs> and then dinner squadron. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I was rolling my eyes pretty hard here. Like, why I, I just like call it squadron. pizza squadron? That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be anyway, enough of this judgment. So the rates go out and they're all in their X-Wings. But before they can commence their run, Jesmond picks up an Imperial transmission. While Wedge runs off to warn the base, the other wraiths figure out that it is no pleasure yacht that is coming into the system, but the implacable. Wedge knows that this is Trigget's destroyer, and that the wraiths are ordered back to a base. Trigget heads in and deploys his ties to draw the rebels out. The wraiths have taken a defensive position, and Kel asks why they're not fighting. Wedge basically tells him to be quiet. <laughs> oh, Wedge. I like that okay. instead of, like treating him reveringly like he did with Corrin. He's actually kind of ceased through. Just like, please stop. <laughs> he's, he's already had one Corrin. <laughs> he's not right. playing up with another. I well, gave Corrin like... the benefit of the doubt constantly. Yeah, like, Rogue Squadron was very much a kind and nurturing positivity kind of squadron, whereas Ray Squadron is tough love 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> Good. to where you know Wedge definitely is like Wedge and Wid, Wiz in this are definitely apart from the other pilots whereas in Rogue Squadron you can tell that they're all of the same mind like of the same com- camaraderie mm-hmm. and there really isn't anything separating them from each other yeah there's definitely like a parents vibe going on now yeah right as the ties approach the base, Trigger wonders why there's no reaction to them. It's only after a New Republic frigate launches that they were that they realize that they were duped. Fuller base is exactly 180 degrees away from where they set up their beacons. Trigger orders them to pursue, wanting to crush them for making a fool out of him. The pilots have to buy the second transport some time, and Wedge suggests intercepting the ties and the implacable over the pig trough. They'll send some spotters ahead, and they can let the others know when the ties and the other ships pass. Then the Wraiths and Blue Blue Squadron can pop up and destroy them, which is very similar to exactly what happened to Min on that planet. Runt and Kel are sent from the Wraiths with two other Blue Squadron A-Wings to go set up camp in the trough. And that is where we end for this week with that beautiful cliffhanger of, oh my god, are they going to survive? Yes, they are, because we have three more books still. Because it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's chapter eight, and we got some time to kill. <laughs> Speaking of cliffhangers, we asked a really fun question last week, so let's get to that. Yeah. We asked you, what kind of 
insubordination would cause you to be on your last chance in the New Republic military. Now, we got a ton of responses, and I've split them into two categories. First category, those of you who included the eggplant emoji, so we know you listened to last week's episode. Second category, those without an eggplant emoji. So we're going to have to just assume you didn't listen. (laughs) And I'm so sad about some of the people on that list. Well, (laughs) we'll get to it. I will say that there's one person on this list that I will defend and one person on this list that we should have a conversation about. (laughs) (laughs) First, the emoji responses. Mika said, I'd be suspended because I replaced all the kill marks on my squadron's X-wings with eggplant emojis. (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wonk. That's really good. Wink, wonk. (laughs) Nancy said, I would be written up for awkwardly showing up wherever Luke Skywalker is and asking him to show me the force. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> on brand. Nancy. I don't know if she meant it that way. <laughs> she she meant it, that, it way. that way. Surely she meant it that way. <laughs> okay. She did. She we did. know how Nancy feels about Luke. Yeah. Yep. You're right. News of the Galaxy said I would slowly be selling all the parts for the Starfighters to Jawas and taking all the credits. And no, I will not put in an eggplant emoji, except you did. So don't. I'm so confused by News of the Galaxy. (laughs) Ben said I'd probably get busted down in rank for arguing with well-known Star Wars Twitter personalities about disability awareness. Wow, current events. Way to make it relevant. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's a really good reference. (laughs) (laughs) Nick said, I would accidentally send out an eggplant emoji as as an order instead of attack coordinates. (laughs) Oh my god, that's such a wrong thing to do. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Oops, autocorrect. Oops, just a whole bunch of eggplant emojis. (laughs) Ian Miller said, I would probably keep mouthing off to my CEO calling them Mofflet. (laughs) That's really good. I will say this about Ian's response. Ian, you did not include an emoji, but you also tweeted out your answer before we tweeted the question, so we know you listened, because there would have been no way for you to know otherwise. To know? Oh, (laughs) Unless unless you're listening right now. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh. (laughs) Matt Appleby said... (laughs) I'd shave Borsk Felia while he was sleeping, then use the hair to make a beard Akbar could wear to meetings with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, my god. <laughs> because one, you're shaving a bothin. Yep. Awesome. Two, Akbar would look great with a beard. Yep. He really would. Oh my god. It's so dignified. And you know, like the smug look on Akbar's face as he's stroking his like oh, yeah. Borsk Fela beard. <laughs> so good. So good. Absolutely. Amazing. <coughs> Humidity on like full blast in the room. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Hassan said, my last chance stems from too many flybys after missions around the commander ship and causing calf to spill in his or her lap. <laughs> oh, spilled calf is the worst calf. Right. Tom said he would be on his. His last chance for reprogramming protocol droids to replace officers' names with off-color nicknames, like hashtag Captain Eggplant. <laughs> oh my god. Zero the Hut said, I would eat people who I don't agree with. <laughs> that oh, yeah. would be problematic, Zero. <laughs> All right, Zero. Zero was very hungry this week, it seems. And then Zero posed a question to us. First of all, Zero, I don't think this is a two-way relationship like that. But <laughs> <laughs> Zero asked, which one of you lovelies would you all vote for me to consume? No, you have no. no I think the only answer is Danny. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only answer. Danny's nope. the only one of us who would be interested in studying like the inside of a hut. <laughs> I don't think I could study it if I had been consumed. <laughs> I don't think... I maybe I read the question wrong, but I thought they'd be talking about like not us that we're voting on for zero to consume. Oh, like someone in the books, Bosk. Uh, yeah, a Bothan of some kind. Definitely. I'm gonna keep Grinder around for now because it's amusing me. Yeah, (laughs) the Bosk. 
Snoke, our other character in residence, said, I would accuse everyone of being me. Hashtag it's all connected. Gosh. <laughs> but then, and then Zero, Zero and Snoke started getting in a fight in our mentions and it became a whole thing. Oh my and- God. <laughs> Y'all need to chill out. <laughs> so good. I never thought I would see Zero, the Hut, and Snoke into a fight, but yeah, it that was... <laughs> the, the internet is, is a beautiful Zero? place. Like, even in these dark, dark times, occasionally you can log on and and scroll through thousands of tweets about executive orders and see that Snoke and Zero, the Hut, are in a fight. Amazing. <sighs> Luke Brywalker said, Poe hot take Dameron is on his last chance due to his picks and string covered Snoke theory conspiracy board at Squad HQ. That's really funny. <laughs> like, I like that image. Like Carrie from Homeland just, <laughs> just has his board. trying to figure out who Snoke is. I like but that. But like, it's just everybody. Yeah, everybody is Snoke. Right. The only, the only people that it's not is like General Organa and Finn and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben Dottillo said a misappropriation of foodstuffs to catch a loose fake Ewok. Oh. Oh. It's one of my Ewoks. Fake Ewoks. Yeah. One of your fake Ewoks. Yeah. And then there's the real Ewoks. Sarah Gessel said reorganizing the base reading and media library at Blaster Point because I don't like how they did it. That's good. Very That's on savage. brand, Sarah. Cole said he was caught painting the word slender all over Corrin's X-Wing graffiti style. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that. And I would love a, a Photoshop <laughs> of that. Right. Like, that's probably more fan art, I guess, like slender in graffiti style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a graffiti font installed on my computer. But... Oh, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we literally just got one more, and it includes eggplant emojis so we can give them credit. All right. Um, Bast said, probably from semi-stalking Poe Dameron and taking a whole bunch of pictures with him. So say we all. Pictures of him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Super different. Yeah. But also, same. (laughs) I like it. Into it. All right, now we have our no emoji responses. You all, listening peck said, you all get a, uh, what do we, what do we glisten- decide? Oh, yeah. Is it a, a glistening Borgullet? A glistening Borgullet yeah, for all of you. <laughs> I can't believe Pex would lead us down like this. I know. This is, okay. This made me so no, mad. I, I will defend Pex. Pex tweeted, it was either today or yesterday, I think, that he had fallen behind a couple of episodes and he's like aware that he's behind i think being aware that you're behind is fine well it was because they didn't want um the poe dameron comic spoilers oh that's fair oh okay okay so pex you're forgiven also keep posting cool aquarium stuff because we love that yeah we love it I mean, your picture is of a naked torso, but I don't actually know what Peck's pronouns are, and I'm not positive oh, that they're right. he. So, yep. Sorry, we're, we're assuming based on your profile pic, Peck, that you I was, feel free you to are, correct you are if you want. I was assuming the profile photo was of your actual Peck. Then... <laughs> <laughs> so let us know. Spitfire said, "Oh, what? Did I even read Peck's response? No, Peck Bar. said." Stealing all the Bantha Butter and X-Wing polishing rags again. Oh. Bantha Butter. Is it blue? It must be. It must be. Must be. Or like slightly green. Oh, Oh. okay. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not talk about Bantha Butter anymore. I also like how Peck said again as if this is something that they've already done. (laughs) Right. Like, this is what I usually do. Again. Yeah, just. Again. Stealing the. (laughs) That bantha butter again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Spitfire said, probably telling my immediate superiors to F off during some sort of panic attack. And then added, I'm generally not an insubordinate sort. I can identify with that. Yeah. Jay said, I would walk around in an imperial dress uniform. Well, that'll do it, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even finish the answer, but yeah, that'll do it. 
Um, <laughs> walk around in an imperial dress uniform, constantly saying, "All hail his M- imperial majesty, the galactic emperor." Yeah, that would definitely. Be- yep. Yep. That that'll do it. Manda said, "The sex in the cockpit gets me in trouble every time." Ooh. <laughs> that's that's racy. Yep. Sarah Dempster said, definitely my tendency to make inappropriately timed jokes. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Brian <laughs> said, an extremely unfortunate incident involving a hydro spanner, a tube sock, and a stuffed Gungan. I'm so curious, I- but also so disturbed. <laughs> yep. Want to know. And Brian, look, I'm just going to have to call you out here. Your wife sent in a response with an emoji. And... I feel like I know that you two listen together. I don't know why your response didn't have one. Anyway, I just wanted to call that out. This week's question. What would you name your X-Wing or A-Wing or Y-Wing squadron? Hmm. Definitely not something Mm. boring like Gray Squadron. (laughs) I I I think the food route, though, like Dinner Squadron, like maybe like Banana Squadron. Oh, that's good. Banana Squadron, of course. Like, this is Banana 7, standing by. (laughs) (laughs) Or Topato Squadron, maybe, would be the Star Wars equivalent. They just start playing Hollow Batgirl as they go into battle. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Banana Squadron, form up. B, A, N, A. (laughs) So (laughs) I love it. The squad is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, um, hmm. This one's hot. I know. I'm sorry. Not really, but a little bit sorry. Since I'm, like, really missing Tycho, I'm going to go with Justice Squadron. Ooh. Nice. That's good. Nice. Oh, gosh. Um. In going along... God. With my theme of naming ships after memes. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Arthur Squadron. Because like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the close-up of Arthur's fist all the time. You're the fist of the Republic. Yeah, it's just... Uh, <laughs> I gotta, gotta go do this. <laughs> so, yeah. Arthur Squadron is the X-Wing complement to Dat Boy, my <laughs> oh my Radiant Cruise, my Thronta class. The, the oh shit, what up, Squadron? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so amazing. Oh my god. Wait, no, I want to be the, no, would, would I want to be the Crying Jordan Squadron. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it would just be called what up squadron so then when the tie fighters see them it would be oh, sh- what oh up. shit what up <laughs> <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> the boy he bout to do it squadron <laughs> <laughs> that's their a-wing squadron <laughs> oh my gosh <sighs> i guess they will ever match up to any of these <laughs> sorry <laughs> crying Jordan squadron. <laughs> they just all have crying Jordan painted <laughs> on the side of their X-wing. <laughs> on the cockpit, like right where their face would be showing. <laughs> I'm gonna go with good dog squadron. <sighs> oh, oh, that's good. Such and all they call signs can be different dogs. Yeah. I like it. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, this is my part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. So, listeners, answer this question. Hit us up at Twitter, at Rogue Podron. Find us at our website, roguepodron.tumblr.com. Email us, roguepod at farfarawayradio.com. And subscribe to us via Far, Far Away Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. And leave us a review. Great. So next time, we have X-Wing, Wraith Squadron, chapters 9 through 12. And with that, this is Rogue Squadron signing off. Pash out.
Oh, shit. What up? Pew, pew, yeah, pew, yeah, pew, Commander. Pew. <laughs> Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. So many balls. So many balls. Sorry, I'm reading Danny's thread. How many exactly? <laughs> so many. We should count them sometime. It's no, it's uncountable. En- enough that you don't have time to count them, so you just say so many. And you just don't really want to count them either. Yeah, no. I don't want to count anything. I don't want to count the balls. Why not? Counting <laughs> is fun. <laughs> <laughs> but they're balls. <laughs> I'll give a glistening oh, Bodhi to the first listener that counts all the balls. Oh my god. And tells me exactly how many. This is why we are not family friendly. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. I'm never going to get on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Although that could be like one of our things we do on the podcast stage. We could have like a big, big like tin or something full of like bouncy balls and have people yes. guess how many is oh, in it. My- Yes. And have them actually guess. Oh my and god. And that can be like the definitive number of balls that is so many balls. Oh my god, oh, I, I love it. It's amazing. Huh. I love that. See, they have to accept us because we're amazing. Right? Like that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs>